Here's a fact. The level of our spiritual health and effectiveness is dependent upon our level of connectedness. Jesus said, or used the analogy of a body for the church, a body joined together. Disconnection from the body equals disempowerment. Disconnection from the body equals disability. The inability to do what we was designed to do. In Ephesians 4.16, the scriptures say this. From him, the whole body, everyone say whole body. Joined and held together by every joint grows. Everyone say grows and builds itself. That was a pretty average grows. <laughs> grows. Everyone say grows. And that's much better. And builds itself up in love as each part does its work. A body. That's the description. That's the spiritual analogy that Jesus uses, that the scriptures use for the church. A body of believers. I want to look at three things in this uh, particular verse. The first one, we're a body, number one, joined and held together. A body is not a group of limbs, organs, sinews, tissues, bones laying on the ground in the same place. As you can see in that video, when the leg was severed, the leg was no longer of use. When the arm was severed, the arm was no longer of use. And by the time that the good Sir Black Knight had lost his arms and his legs, the only thing he was left to was biting his opposition. He was thoroughly and totally useless for fulfilling the purpose for which he was given, which was to stand there and guard that particular bridge. Like the body, when we are disconnected as a believer from the body, then we are ineffective. We are not able to fulfill the purpose for which God gave to us because Jesus said, and the analogy goes across a local church and the universal church. So the universal church is a body. So you can say, oh, I belong to the universal church. But that's not the only analogy that the scriptures use. They say the local church is a body of believers and the universal church is another body of believers and you need to belong and be connected to both. If you want to be efficient, effective and healthy in our walk and life in Jesus Christ. Joined together. <laughs> How are we joined? Number one, we're joined through a vision. One vision, one purpose, that we are all going in the same direction, that we're all trying to achieve the same purpose. When there's more than one vision, the word is division. Two visions. Where there's division, then you have problems and issues and, and things occur because people are going in their own direction, doing their own thing, achieving their own goals. So uh, being joined means, okay, we're all wanting to fulfill the same purpose, to see lives touched and changed through Jesus Christ in the local church, pulling together, joined by one vision, joined through the heart, having the same heart, heart for the church, heart for the leaders, like the, the connect group leaders that we have up here where we're praying for our leaders, supporting our leaders. We've got a heart for the church, a heart for the leaders, a heart for our community. Wow. That, our, that our, 
our uh, emotional life, if you like, is not just all focused inward, but also focused outward. We want to see lives change in our community and that we're all got that same desire, that same heart, and then join together through relationships. The connections, the, the fabric of church is relationships, is connections, is friendships, joining together, working together. Christianity, as you hear me say over and over again, is not just about believing. I've met so many Christians over the years that say, I don't need to go to church, I don't need to do that, I'm a believer, I belong to the body of Christ, I go wherever the Spirit leads me. But there's so many scriptures in the Bible that can only be fulfilled as we say, I'm a part of this body. All these one another scriptures that we looked at last week, 52 of them, one for every single week, saying love one another, encourage one another, forgive one another, build up one another, support one another. Over and over again, the whole message, the whole analogy, the whole focus is on relationships, connections and working together, joined together. As that scripture says, we are held together. So if something's got to be held together, there's going to be some opposition at times. There's going to be some, some um, pressure against the connections. So not that they join together, they're held together. Strength comes when there's commitment to one another. When it's not just, oh, I just feel like it at the moment. I don't feel like it next week, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to support. It's like, no, this is what we're about, and I'm connected. And I'm not just connected, I'm not just joined. I'm, it's holding me in against any kind of opposition that may come. If there's anything that the devil will try and do, it is disconnect people. Because he knows that disconnection means disempowerment. He knows disconnection means disability, the inability to do what God is calling you to do, what he's gifted you to do, what he's empowered you to do. You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. Nick and I can't do it on our own. It is as a body that God says, I want you to go forward and make a difference in this area. Amen? Thank you. <laughs> so, and join through relationships. The next part says, by every joint. So our bones make up a skeletal structure which support the soft tissue and protects the organs. Got that off Wikipedia. <laughs> Our bones make up a skeletal structure which support the soft tissue and protect the organs. But the movement of the body is only possible through the joints. When I was thinking about this, you know what? The joints of the body are the connections. The connect group leaders, those connect groups that join together, they are the joints of this body where the bones come together, where movement and connection takes place. And so uh, all the connect group leads that are, that are up here allow our church to go forward, allow movement. When you gather together, when you go to a connect group, when you're relating together at that point, that's, what's a, that's what brings strength and connection. That's what gives us movement. It's the joints that allow movement. Without the joints, you couldn't move your hand. Without the joints, you couldn't move your leg. You couldn't move your, your knee. And um, as I was researching this, there's lots of different types of joints, but, but um, one particular type of joint allow for the movements, the main areas of connection. And without them, you, a body can't move. And so getting together, connect in connect groups, 
building relationships outside of a Sunday service is what brings the connection, the strength, and brings movement to our church so that we can go forward because it's the strength of those relationships that allows us to move, to continue to go forward. The joints. Wikipedia, Wikipedia also says that joints are the point of union between the bones, the point of union. So we're the only way you build relationship, connection, the only way you build union is as you build relationships with, you get to know people, not just at a cursory level, but that there's intimacy. I know you, you know me, I know about what you're going through, you know about what I'm going through. We support one another, we encourage one another, we build up one another, we strengthen one another. When one's up, the others can bring, uh, that they can lift the others up. When the others are up and you're down, they, they lift you up. Through. That's the way it works. It doesn't work by just me here preaching every week, which I do fabulously. <laughs> but in those fortnightly meetings where you get, that's where the union takes place. That's the joints of the church. That's where strength comes. That's where connection comes. That's where encouragement comes in those places as you get to know people as you begin to invest into the lives of others again you know I'm not just coming because I, I feel like coming this week to connect group no I go to connect group because I'm going to impart something this week I'm going to maybe I'm going to be able to encourage someone who might have had a bad week I'm going to be able to pray for someone or maybe I have had a bad week I'm going to go and so that I can be supported I'm, Autonomy, as I said last week, autonomy, this whole idol that our culture has lifted up, Auton that, that somehow autonomy equals freedom, it's a lie. Autonomy is a life jacket full of sand. Autonomy is a life jacket full of sand. You cannot do it alone. We do it in relationship with others. And the sooner we get away from the idea that, hey, I can make it on my own, I can do it on my own, I'm able to succeed on my own, the sooner we get out of that thinking, the sooner we're going to go, you know what, I need other people in my life. And, and the, the, the reason that we don't like to do that sometimes is, number one, we don't want to be dependent on other people. We don't want to... Uh, make the risk of relationship because then people can hurt us if they know about us. If we if we share some of our heart, if we if we get involved, then they can say something about us. They can hurt us. They can leave us, and and therefore we we withdraw to protect ourselves. And yet, it's not a protection. It's a prison. When we withdraw from other people, when we say no, I'm not going to let people get close. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to. I'm not going to connect. I'm not going to make the effort because I want to make sure that I'm okay. Then we actually disadvantage ourselves. We disadvantage. We disconnect. We disempower. What was my other word? <laughs> this. This. It becomes a disability. Now that's good preaching. <laughs> that took a lot of work to get all those disses there. <laughs> disempower, disability, disconnect. So I want to encourage you, you. Yeah. You wouldn't know I had an English degree, would you? Nick keeps saying, you got an English degree? <laughs> uh, um, so they are construct. this is the joints, they are constructed to allow movement and provide mechanical support. That those joints provide support for the body. 
If, we, if we're going to be involved and connected, if we're going to find the body doing what the body's supposed to do, the way it's designed by God, then as we get into connect group, then we find support. We support others and we get supported in times of difficulty, challenge, and we all go through those times. And the worst thing is that we are going through them alone. Life should never be done alone. And the purpose of the church is that not one person, and Nick in my heart for this church, is that no one does life alone. But that's a choice every one of us need to make, to say, you know what, I'm going to step in, I'm going to get connected, I'm going to get involved. Yes, it's every two weeks or whatever, these connect groups, and, and you can't make them to everyone, of course, but there's a commitment to say, I'm going to be joined and that way, life is going to flow into me, and I'm going to bring life into others, that we are doing this together. So every joint. Number two, grows and builds. So that scripture at the beginning. From his whole body, joined and held together by every joint, grows and builds itself up in love. <coughs> um, and so it's these connections, the relationships that bring growth and that bring health to our life, our spiritual life, our development and to the spiritual life, the connection and the health of the church. That's the way the church grows. When there's disconnection, the leg from that video, the leg that was cut up, that's not going to grow. That's not going to be healthy. In fact, it's going to atrophy over a period of time. It's going to go gangrene. It's going to, um, what do they call it? get rigor mortis, go hard and, and be useless. And that's what happens when we disconnect ourselves from the body for whatever reason. And that's why, you know, when we're, when we're connected with people, any group of people, church, work, family, there's always going to be some tension. There's always going to be some friction. There's always going to be, at times, some knocking of heads. And that's why the Bible also says to forgive one another. Sometimes you've got to, well not sometimes, you have to be a Christian to survive church. I'm telling you, you have to be a Christian to survive church because it's full of people. People who are on their own journey and working through their own stuff and come from different backgrounds, different experiences and, and different highs and lows and we're all working together but we're saying, you know what? We've all got our differences and challenges, but you know what? We're going to work together. That's the way a family stays together as well, overlooking offenses. So the Bible is so practical in so many ways, but it takes the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to empower us to take those steps to fulfill the words that Jesus asks us to do, to forgive, to overlook offense, to let go, to all of these things work against sometimes our, our natural emotions to want revenge or to, to want retribution or to, to um, disregard somebody because of something they said or something they did or, or whatever. But to let those things go is how a body, a family, a, a, a unit, a church grows. That's the way they grow. <coughs> and you know what? The reality is some churches are simply like a whole bunch of body parts that come together on a Sunday, disconnected, there's no, there's no relationship, there's no connections, they just pile in on a Sunday, listen to a message, sing a few songs, and then off they go. But that's not effective. 
without the joints, without the holding together, without the whole body being connected, then it's just body parts gathered together of no value in and of themselves. The only reason a leg is of value is because it's connected to a body. The only reason this hand disconnected from my hand has no purpose or value. It becomes valuable, it becomes important, it becomes usable because it's connected to the body. That's the way the church works. And the early church, again, understood this in Acts 2, 46 to 47. The early church, when it first starts, says they followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, which is what we're doing here on a Sunday, worshiping God, coming together, followed by meals at homes. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added to those who were saved. So they came to church on Sundays and then they gathered in homes for celebration, for relationship, for connection, looking at the scriptures, praying, supporting one another and doing life together. That's what God has called us to do. Now that takes a, it takes a commitment. It takes a, it takes a vision, as I said at the start, where we're going, you know what, we believe in this and we're going to make the space to make this a reality. It's not always going to be easy. We're all busy. We've got lots of stuff on, lots of commitments, lots of things happening that we need. And, and I'm not saying that we can never, ever miss one, but it's important that we say, you know what, we're committed to building these kind of relationships. So when new people come in, unsafe people come into the church or visitors come into the church that are looking connect, that there's opportunity for them to come in and find friendships and relationships and connections, not just here on a Sunday, but outside. And so there's lots of you know, dinner parties and, and, and connect groups and, and uh, things where relationships are built and life is done together, just like the early church, yes? And so I want to encourage you, and, you know, we had the connect group leaders up here, we're praying for them, and we're so appreciative of their, you know, desire to host and, or in their home or wherever it's going to be, but I want to encourage you to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in a connect group. I'm going to find a place where I can connect, where I can contribute encourage, build up, do life together, um, and be connected. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the other thing I found out as I began to, uh, as I began to do this research on joints, um, not joints you smoke, but joints of the body, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the other thing I found was uh, with some of the major joints, the big joints, for, the, for them to require movement, they also have a fluid in them, which allows the joints to move freely. And so the reality is, sometimes joints can become dry. And they need a fluid to keep the movement company. And as I began to think about that, I thought, you know what? That's exactly what happens with relationships in the church. Without the Holy Spirit, without us keeping our connection, our relationship with God, which is the oil that flows over our lives, over time, whether it's connect groups or other people, those relationships, they begin to get dry and they begin to wear and I don't know if you've, ever, if you've been in church for a period of time and you might find over time, you know, one particular relationship, all of a sudden, you know, you were close and now you're not close. Now they're just great or there's just this wearing every time you're together. It's because that relationship needs the Holy Spirit. 
It needs the Holy Spirit to move. We need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit if we're going to be able to do what the Bible asks us to do. It's the Holy Spirit. Thank you. <laughs> that is good preaching. Um, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, as we let God into our life, then we find that relationships work better. They work smoother. Are they ever going to be perfect? No. Are you ever you're going to get on with every single person at the same level? No. There's going to be some uh, affinity with certain people because of things you enjoy or, or things that you're uh, interested in or whatever. But every relationship with the Holy Spirit, at least it can move. At least it can flow. At least it cannot be damaging and wearing on the, on the bones. And so being filled with the Holy Spirit, you make a decision to stay connected. You make a decision to be to allow God to move in our life. That's what we do here on a Sunday. We come before God, we worship, we lift up His praise, and in response, God fills us with His Holy Spirit. We're again filled, refreshed. Things that were issues, we walk out going, you know what, it's not such a big deal. All the tension that we had over something, um, over and over again, I find walking out of church, I think, you know what, something that you're worried about, concerned about, you think, you know what, it's going to be all right. It's going to work out. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And over and over again, talking to people, I, I don't, I've never, and don't come and tell me if this is you, but I, I don't, very rarely, very rarely do we come to church and walk out the doors going, well, that was a waste of time. I don't know if anybody's ever felt that. But normally we come, we walk out going, I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad that I came to the house of the Lord. I'm glad that God touched me afresh and anew. Um, so we make a decision to do that. And then the last, the last point um, of that verse grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. So when it comes to the way we view the church, we've got a couple of analogies here. Sometimes people in church see the church like this. Show the first script. So... You've got the pastor at the top, and everybody else is just working to, to hold the pastor up or, or keep the pastor at the top, and somehow there's a pyramid. There's a pyramid scheme going on. If you do enough, or you give enough, or you work hard enough, then you're going to work your way up the pyramid, and maybe if you try hard enough, if you work hard enough, you'll get to the top of the pyramid. Wow. Some people see or, or envision that that's what church is like, or, and I don't have a picture for this or the other way around the pastor's at the bottom and the pyramid goes up like that and it's his job to meet everybody's needs and to be there for everybody and to pray for everybody and do all the ministry and do all the preaching and do all the work in the church and change the globes and vacuum the carpet and and do everything in the church and everybody just comes and it's the pastor's job to meet everybody's needs some people actually think that that's what the church that's the way the church works thank god not here You'll be sadly disappointed. <laughs> but that's not, the, that's not the picture either. Another way some people see the church is like this one. The church is like a bus. And everybody just gets on the bus and the pastor's driving the bus and everyone just sits back and reclines and the pastor drives the bus wherever the pastor wants to go. And everyone's just a passive passenger. You get, oh yeah, I want to get on this bus. You get on the bus and you just sit there on the bus and then you say, no, I'm, I'm not happy with the way this bus is, I don't, I don't like where this bus is going now, I'm going to get off. And so you pull over and you get off the bus and you get on another bus. 
Some people think that's what church is. That's not the church either. Passive passengers sitting on board, going in a certain direction that the pastor's driving, and when you decide, no, I don't want to go that way anymore, you get off. That's not the picture either. Or some people actually see church like this. <gasps> that we just come to church to be fed. And the church is like a feeding trough. And you go to conferences to get more feed, and you go to church to get more feed, and you, oh, I'm, I need to be fed more, I need to be fed more, and church is just this feeding trough. That's not the church either. Yes, there's feeding. Yes, there's the word of God. But it's not a feeding trough where all we do is come to be fed and then go back and get all plumped up, spiritually speaking. <laughs> no, this is the picture that Jesus has of the church. God sees the church. God sees the church. <laughs> God sees the church. <laughs> What's happening? It's not working. No, no, the video. <laughs> it's all right, just a bit of communication. Ah, here we go. This is the way God sees the church. God sees the church as a finely tuned body, a finely tuned athlete. Where everybody, everybody plays a part. Everybody is part of the body. All joined together, all working together. Sometimes, sometimes I'm sick, but this Where everybody's connected. Where everybody's involved. Where, just like a healthy body that is in sync and in harmony with itself. Everyone believes together. Everyone pulls together. Everyone prays together. Everyone works together. Where genuine, deep, loving friendships are experienced. Where fun, encouragement and support are given and received by all. Where every member is a minister, utilising their God-given gifts and investing their time, their energy, their money with unbridled enthusiasm, where life is never done alone. A body running towards the goal to win the prize in Christ Jesus. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand this morning. <laughs> That's the way God sees the church. That's the way he sees us. That's our desire. That's our goal, to be a finely tuned athletic machine. <laughs> all working together. All connected. All joined. All going in the same direction. Running the race to win the prize, as the scriptures say in Philippians chapter 4. To run the race, to win the prize which is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Let's all stand. Father.
We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word works. But it doesn't work alone. Father, it works as we say, you know what? I'm going to step in. I'm going to connect in. I'm going to join in. I'm going to bring what I have and add it to the collection of gifts, abilities, strengths and talents. See your purpose prevail. That the body's not just a bunch of disconnected bones and hands, feet, legs, eyes, ears. Just piled together. That's not a body. That's just an assembly of body parts. And so we pray that God would breathe His Spirit upon us. That we would be joined together, connected together in loving, committed relationships, supporting one another, encouraging one another, forgiving one another. And working together to see lives changed and transformed in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we want, God. And I pray that you would fill us afresh, Lord. You would touch us afresh. Maybe you've been in church for a while. Maybe you're in another church or even in this one and something's happened. For some reason, you've taken a step back. For some reason, you're you're more on on the fence or maybe just sitting back as an observer. And we're so thankful that you're here in God's house. But my heart is that you would join in, connect in, become part of that body, bringing your whatever it is that you are of the body, whether you're an eye, an ear, a a hand, an arm, a leg, a foot, a heart lung, kidneys, that the body could be what the body's called to be. If you're here, if this is your church, then God has brought you here to be part of the body, to bring something. And without you connecting in, without you contributing, without you saying, I'm a part, then the body is worse off. then something is missing. And it can't be everything that it's called to be. So I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you to find a connect group. That's the first step. So you know what? I'm going to commit to a connect group. I'm going to start getting every fortnight. I'm going to be in connection with others. going to do life together. going to have a meal Celebrate, as it says there in Acts chapter 2. Just celebrating life, celebrating each other's achievements, celebrating the good things that are happening, encouraging when things aren't going so well, supporting in prayer, doing life together. 
And as that happens, as that scripture said, then God adds. God adds to that. God builds into that. People come, are refreshed, are healed, find Christ. And the body grows as God enables in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's give the Lord a hand this morning.